0: Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson and Morgan Seeds? Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Thompson and Morgan. Well, spring is rushing to meet us and we're rushing to meet spring. So what is there to choose from? Well, choice is a wonderful thing and it's one of the topics that Ken has been speaking to ball about at Thompson and Morgan.
1: We've got an exciting 2017, and Thompson and Morgan are always known for bringing in new things. Um, do you think you sometimes, actually, it is a pertinent question, do you think you sometimes bring in too many new things, or do you think there's always a demand?
2: There is a demand for it, but I think we have to be very careful. For instance, this year we've put no new potatoes in our range because we didn't think there was one that was improved enough, I'd got enough new characteristics to make it interesting for the public so we want to be careful that we're just not bringing new varieties in for the sake of it it's got to have some characteristics that we think is beneficial to the home gardener
1: and I think we've seen that in the past if you go back 10 years maybe not not T&M necessarily but you go to Chelsea and there's all these new plant new plant new plants and some of them were honestly not worth it at all were
2: and not even new you no. know that's the difference you know when do you class a new variety so yeah it, it is I think there was a treadmill you must have new we it's important to us but if there was nothing that I thought was exceptional and, and different characteristics then we wouldn't put a new one in luckily there is plenty of new varieties out there that have got good characteristics that are beneficial to the home gardener
1: and our, and we're seeing a, a, a trend and in fact we've seen it this winter with you know these shortages of certain foods yeah that will push people to possibly growing a bit more veg well, do you think? I,
2: I hope so because you know it doesn't matter whether it's carrots courgettes uh, tomatoes the flavor is dramatically better there was an article this week about tomatoes and the uh, the breeders doing certain things to make them better in the supermarkets, but they'll never match the flavour of a home-grown tomato in a million years. You take Sungol now, 20-plus years in the market, but it'll never be in the supermarket because it's got a thin skin and cracks very easy in transit. Which is why it's so
1: tasty for us to eat. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the characteristics that makes it so good. It, it is fascinating, isn't it? And yeah. uh, and and like you say... the. It, They're becoming quite a, really it's factory farming, isn't it? To produce that much
2: produce Yeah, well when you look, I don't know what it was when I was at college, 100 tonnes an acre of tomato, and now it's 400 tonnes an acre or something like that. You know, it's it's all about yield, um, will it store? The last thing they talk about is flavour. When you go to Scotland and you talk about strawberry breeding or raspberry breeding, they talk about shelf life, the the shape, the, the, shape, the, the, the raspberry doesn't <laughs> crack and sp- yeah and do you know the, then they'll say well we think about flavor
1: Well, they do think about flavor it's number 8 or 9 on their list of importance whereas you want one that will sit in a patio pot because the garden's are smaller produce lots of fruit and people can enjoy it yeah
2: absolutely so we're looking for different characteristics and that helps because when we go around breeders looking for new material there's a lot there that gets discarded for the commercial market but it's absolutely perfect for our customers
1: now come on what about flowers because you're good at flowers and plants well aren't
2: there's we? there's a there's a fruit as well while we're talking fruits Strawberry. The new strawberry we've introduced this year is from our own breeding programme and Charles our plant breeder is from France and in the old days there was many small fruited uh, lower yielding varieties but with excellent um, flavour and a, a nice perfume to them as well and he's done his magicional thing again and he's come up with a variety very quickly sometimes it's luck, sometimes you can be breeding for 20 years and not get one but we've got a new one this year called Just Add Cream and when I had one of the top buyers um, from one of the supermarkets around for plants, he said it was the best strawberry he'd ever tasted. <laughs> and it's also got pink flowers. So well, it's attractive as well. So, yeah, it's not high yielding. It's not uh, large fruit, but it is superb flavour. And that's what we wanted on that new variety. Something different, which yeah. is what it's about. Isn't it? Yeah, indeed. And then, and then on the flowers, we've got, there's a, a new fuchsia, icing sugar, where you've got a lovely pickety edge to it. It's more pronounced than any variety that's gone before. Uh, and it was a standout one when I saw it in the trials two years ago. Um, it's a shame it's not a variety that where the flowers sit what? on the outside of the foliage. But when we tried to t- sell those type of fuchsias, People
1: don't want them.
2: Don't want them. Is that because it's not traditional? Do you think it, it could be? Yeah, I really don't understand why not. But you know, it's a lovely variety, medium-sized flower, but this pickety on the edge of the flower. So, uh, and that's doing very well in the new catalog.
1: So that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Petunias. There's always lots of new petunias. Oh, yeah, I nearly, I nearly joined you on that. There's always new petunias. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> is it different? Is it good? Last year was nights guy was it called with a blue with a oh, white yeah. spots on it that did phenomenally well uh, performed well for everybody uh, this year we've got a new one called Queen of Hearts it's called Queen of Hearts because there's a more heart shaped on every flower or um, four or five of those on every flower and I think again it's different the the, the rosy pink color with the yellowy um, stripes make it a standout product so I think that'll do pretty well too. But there's lots of new perennials as well. Uh, Scabius, this one comes from Israel, uh, and there was a blue one last year, and it produces, my guess, probably 100% more flowers than you've seen on the scabius in the past. It just keeps flowering and flowering. Not quite as large uh, as some of the old scabius, but this year we've got a new white one. There's only limited availability, so luckily we was able to take um, all the stock that that was available. So if you're looking for a perennial that flowers right through the season, doesn't get too... Um, gaggly, you know, it keeps them nice and compact, then Kudos Scabious is, is the one that I'd be saying that you need to grow.
1: It's quite exciting, isn't it, to just think that, you know, forever there's always something, that, if you're a gardener, that you can look for, that you can have in your garden that's a little bit different. Yeah, I
2: think most gardeners stick with their traditional varieties, but it's always worth trying one or two, because as you said at the beginning, that there's a lot of new varieties that are not good, uh, used to be, I think that has
0: changed, but try a new variety. Experimentation, isn't that half the fun? Ken Crowther at Thompson & Morgan talking to Paul about old favourites and new varieties. But none of those would come to fruition if they weren't sent out in the first place. Off to the packing sheds now, where Ken has been catching up with Peter at Thompson & Morgan.
1: I'm now in the packing shed and I'm with Peter who is plant buyer? And we are standing by some trolleys full of shrubs, aren't we?
3: All sorts of shrubs here, um, ready to go out in the uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, and uh, yeah, wonderful time for planting shrubs. Um, the uh, um, you know the, the plants are dormant. Get them in the soil before they start growing. We've got wonderful things like the um, the uh, ornamental um, quince, the stenomilies. And it
1: got um, some bud on it. That got one. a
3: wonderful amount of bud on it, so it's a wonderful thing for early flower. Um, but the great thing about these is, you know, they don't only have the have the buds, but they're then followed up by the wonderful um, um, ornamental crab apples in the um, in the autumn as well, the size of the size of apples. So now I
1: tell you what, walking along here, I can't I can't not comment on Daphne dora and that's Aurea marginata because that's got that lovely little cream edge to the leaf and it really does make it a more attractive shrub It's it? got the
3: wonderful cream edge to it and actually full of bud and flower at the moment and we're standing and here two or three foot from it and the smell is absolutely wonderful so, uh, so they really wonderful, are wonderful variety.
1: So walking along here now I'm, I'm just going to stop at this one before I move on to the other one because I can't believe that actually you're sending out shrubs this large. Now next to me I've got um, a lovely magnolia, a genie, which is a purple, it's a bit like a nigra, isn't it, it's got a purple flower there, but they are, I'm just trying to think how high they are, they're four foot
3: high? got to be a good four foot high, they've got to be a good couple of foot wide, and the pots, the pots are, gosh, they must be 18 inches across and two uh, two foot deep, so... Back back in the days when I first joined the company, we used to send out tiny little plugs to our suppliers. More and more we're going over to bigger shrubs um, and going up to, you know, plants that get up to, you know, dispatching plants that are five, six,
1: seven foot tall as well. So Does it cost much? To, I mean, from a, from a buyer's point of view, are we charging much to actually send that out? I think with that,
3: um, postage is virtually the same as some of the small plants we send out. It's in the plant plant price. It's all in the cost of the plant. So, uh, um, you know, people buying some
1: big big shrubs from us these days actually get the postage and all that sort of thing. Incredibly cheap, actually. Now, I'm not going to be just nice to you, but, I mean, I can't believe how many flower buds, because the flower buds are fat... Um, it's got other buds as well, leaf buds, but look at the flower buds, the flat ones, all over it. Well,
3: the, the, uh, I love uh, magnolias at this time of year. The flower buds this wonderful sort of furry, velvety sort of case to it. And I must admit, the genie variety here is one that really is it's one of the good new varieties. It only came out about two or three years ago, but it is really um, well known. And One of the real good facts about it is it'll flower at a really young stage, and it'll have lots of flowers at a very young stage as well.
1: Now we're walking past azaleas and then we've got oh good old fortinia red robin the good old favorites skimmias down here
3: looking absolutely superb at the moment with the red buds uh, before they open out into the white flower wonderful evergreen
1: just looks stunning at this time of year and the other thing that i've noticed that looks stunning and in fact you've got some here on the trolley is of course the jasmine nudiflorum or the winter flowery one with its bright yellow this year you know as i've driven around there's some fantastic displays of it aren't
3: there? i think it's been a wonderful year for for it for some reason not quite sure the reason but yeah they've looked absolutely stunning this year and yeah masses of flowers on these again wonderful plant for climbing up a um especially a north facing wall they're very yeah. very good on shady walls so uh, very tolerant. It's, uh that's right very good uh lovely variety
1: now winter wouldn't be winter would it without stem colors would it Stem
3: colours, and that's one of the things that we're doing more and more of these days and some of these wonderful um, cornice uh, or the dogwoods as we call them and uh, we're looking at some here with wonderful red stems, cornice, alba, siberica, but we also do a lot of collections these days where we do the yellow stem varieties, the black stems um, and even
1: some of the white stemmed um, uh, varieties and some different shrubs as well. So. Now, if you were buying this in a garden centre, what, what, I mean, I'm just looking at the size pot. What's that? A, is that a. This is four,
3: actually a 3.6 litre, so it's just bigger than the normal sort of standard size you'd see in the garden centres these days. Um, and it's really it's the size that our main um, shrub supplier um, supplies. One of the reasons we went to them actually, A, it's a slightly bigger pot. B, he does supply a wonderful quality plant, very branched product um, and um, yeah I'm sure customers are going to be exceedingly happy with these. Well I,
1: I'm you know i, I become uh, more and more surprised with the size, you've just said it didn't I, when you joined the company they were doing little plugs right. and now we're doing up to 18 inch by 18 inch pots plus yeah. all these three and a half litre ones. It's, um, it's really it's becoming a different way of buying plants. Instead yeah. of going to your garden centre, you can look at a catalogue or go on the website and just buy what you want.
3: That's right, more and more of our sales every year come in through the
1: website these
3: days. Um, I think it's over 70% of the sales come in that way now, so it's a changing business all the time, yep.
0: Well it seems as if this internet is going to catch on. Ken Crowder speaking to Peter in the packing shed at Thompson & Morgan. And that brings to an end this edition of the podcast from World Radio Gardening. Thank you for listening and visit our website often for the next podcast from World Radio Gardening.